Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby, and I am here with my lovely sisters, Ashley Williams and Brandon Lee. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. Uh, Brandon had a very, very eventful uh, week last week at the draft. I was most, there. Most people, yeah, and so was everyone else, I guess. I was to say, it looked like a rockin' party. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of people there for Sirius XM, that is for sure. I was there repping her fantasy football and then also pro football focus. It was a lot of fun. We also, uh, I got to do a show with the future Hall of Famer, Tori Holt, of the Ooh. greatest show on turf from the uh, former St. Louis Rams, now Los Angeles Rams. Oh, with Kurt Warner, the glory days. Uh, that was mm. Such good times. Uh, he's really, really nice. He's actually going to have a show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio, the same radio station that we're on next season. I got to draft with Maurice Jones-Drew. That was crazy cool. And Adam Kaplan from ESPN and Mike Clay from ESPN, Jeff Ratcliffe from jo Pro Football Focus. Uh, they're just a whole menagerie of fantasy analysts, including Lisa Ann from Lisa Ann Does Fantasy. And she's always so fun. She's Says specifically hello to you ladies she misses you and she hopes she sees you this season so we miss you too she's our favorite not that she we have is. favorites but we do she'd be my <laughs> come on if you listen to us you know we have favorites <laughs> she would be this my spirit nice. animal if i was just slightly more interesting <laughs> if you i know, was okay. more interesting <laughs> if i was okay. just a little bit more interesting i feel like she'd be my spirit animal sure. she's too good for me Good, She's really? too good to be my spirit animal. I, that hit my funny fun. bone. It's that's good. really funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, our last show, we talked about what we thought each team needed for the draft. We also picked our new teams that we will be covering for the 2017 year. And man, I've got some good ones. Nope, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I still have the Browns, though. I was... I was going through, I was like, wow, my teams are so good. And then I get to the Browns and I was like, there it is. The Browns are going to be good this year. Super Bowl champ 2017. They had a pretty good draft. They started <laughs> they, really strong. They had a great draft. They had a great free agency. Things are happening, you guys. Things are happening. So mm. I, I'm okay. I think I think that might be one of your better teams, actually, Brandon. Super Bowl champs 2042? Could be. <laughs> Mark it in the books. <laughs> if we don't start off every season saying that the Cleveland Browns are gonna win the Super Bowl, it's not it's not real. Not Her right. fantasy football would should not exist then because Cleveland Browns are gonna win it this year, guys. They're gonna win it. If the them. Dallas Cowboys don't win it, we're gonna jump into the NFC East teams and go over what they got out of the draft and what that means for your fantasy outlook this year before you draft your fantasy teams. So let's start off with those Dallas Cowboys. Ashley's new team. She gets the Dez. That's right. The Desiree. I'm trying to think if I've ever had the Cowboys. I'm not sure I have. 
Uh, I think Brandon gets them every year. Not a lot. You've had them a lot. It's like, oh, the Cowboys. Well, if we look at it, they drafted two offensive players and seven defensive players. So this isn't entirely all that surprising if we look at how the Cowboys ranked defensively and offensively in 2016. Now, the stats I'm going to state today whenever I make these kind of comments, these are from the football database, by the way. This is where I took the stats from. They take the basics into consideration, and that may vary slightly depending on what stats you look into, whether there's penalties and such involved. These are just the basics. But the Cowboys had the fifth best offense and 14th best defense in the league. So while both good, they could use a little bit more help on the defense. So the overall, these are overall projections again and not fantasy centric. Um, but again, they had more of a need defensively, and that is what they addressed in this draft. So if we look at the two players they did draft, we've got Ryan Switzer, who is practically a Cole Beasley mini me, which would make Brennan really happy. Because she loves Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. But good news for Brandon is oh, I don't the see Beasles. him taking the Beasles position over anytime soon. He will primarily be used as a punt returner right away in terms of this season. Uh, because, as I said, Beasley is still in the picture. And Switzer is not going to knock him off that pedestal. So nothing to worry about there. Now we also have Noah Brown, who could be Bryce Butler's replacement next year. Because Butler's only on a one-year deal right now. But he averaged 12.5 yards per reception last season. It had seven touchdowns. So there is lots and lots of potential there. Keep him in mind for Dynasty. I'm not sure he's going to be utilized enough for you to roster him this year. But if you're in a Dynasty league, I think this guy could be huge. So Huge. You know what else is huge? This whole like not going to the grocery store thing. That is I don't huge. know if you guys knew about that, but you can actually just get food delivered to your house. So hello fresh is our choice when it comes to that. And quite frankly, they're amazing. So it, it's the best. And right now we're doing a promotion for $30 off your first week of deliveries. Visit hellofresh.com and enter her FFB 30 at the checkout her FFB 30 and it's got great food you guys and everything's in there it's all portion sized ready for you you're not wasting food you know I think we talked about it it's like man you buy the whole packet of fresh parsley or mm. you know those seasonings and you never use them all at least I don't no, 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 ladies. No. So this is wonderful. Everything comes just portion size, just the way you need it. Well, yeah, like as you said, a dietitian also works with them. So that helps with the portion size and to make sure that it's actually healthy. And I just think it's the most efficient way to cook these days because I don't have to go to the grocery store and I don't have waste. There you go. I like it. And shout out to everyone on Twitter from our last show where we talked about the promo and uh, everyone made fun of me for not understanding roasting of vegetables. I don't uh, understand how you didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Olive oil, Brandon. The oh. basics of cooking. Oh my gosh. Let's put it this way. HelloFresh does make you better cook though. If you're someone that's a little clueless like me, then I, you know what's so funny though i am really good at following very complex recipes yeah. but just like throwing something together i can't do and now HelloFresh has kind of helped me with that you know i it's it's great because they they help you just figure out just kind of the basics the basics of cooking i like it brandon one time thought she was making steak <laughs> she's like gosh it's, it's white is it white <laughs> it was pork so don't you worry. Everything's <laughs> labeled inside the box. You know 
what you're about and to My eat. husband came home and he goes, call poison control. Cause Girl. I get medium rare. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine, but it was Oh fine. man. Again, for $30 <laughs> off your first week of deliveries, visit HelloFresh.com and enter her FFB30 at checkout. Again, the promo code is HerFFB30 to get $30 off your first week. Oh, man, that's good stuff. The Giants, <laughs> the draft, what more could they need? Well, uh, the first round, the Giants took tight end Evan Engram from Ole Miss. He will probably get overdrafted because it's the Giants and East Coast bias and everything else. But frankly, there are just too many mouths to feed on this offense, and that continues to be the case here. Beckham, Marshall, Shepard. Also, they're going to have to – have a running back and I'm worried about him staying on the field because even though Engram is like considered a great talent um, you know he's being compared to kind of a tweener in between a wide receiver and tight end like a Jimmy Graham type but he can't block and the problem is they have a bad offensive line and someone needs mm -hmm. to block. Yep. Then brings me to the running back that they drafted which is Wayne Gallum. He's a running back from Clemson. They took him in the fourth round. Now Ezekiel Elliott was a amazing last season and he was taken in the first round but Jordan Howard was the second best running back that was a rookie last year and he was a fifth round pick and then it was Rob Kelly and he was undrafted so these late guys don't don't get that in your head that with running backs that's a huge deal it isn't it's all about opportunity Wayne Gallum could get that opportunity because Paul Perkins didn't exactly step up last season. But part of the reason they didn't play Paul Perkins last season was because he was bad at pass protection. Well, guess what? So is Wayne Gallum. So I don't know what's going on here. Um, you don't draft a Giants running back. That's they don't, what's going they don't, on here. I guess they want Eli to get murdered because they have offensive line issues, but they only drafted skilled players that don't block. So... Of course, what did they do? They drafted a quarterback, uh, Davis Webb from Cal. Uh, he's not going to have any fancy relevance. I'm I'm joking. I don't think that he's actually Eli's actually going to get run into the ground, although that's a possibility. Um, but it is a reminder that Eli Manning is 36 years old. He'll turn 37 in January. So there's a little bit of a changing of the guard happening. And I think what they're doing is that they're just going to take maybe one quarterback each year, as long as they have Eli, and test them out and see if they find their next guy. So. So uh, keep an eye out there. But again, you know, I don't know. Also, they did take uh, tackle Adam Bins. I, I never said this right. Biznawadi from Pittsburgh in the sixth round. Um, other than that, though, uh, again, I, they didn't really address that. And I don't know why, but all the other fantasy analysts on the planet seem to be excited for the Giants. So this is a little bit of a contrarian take. But again, I just think this is a huge, huge issue. I agree. Welcome to the yeah. episode where we botch more names than any other episode of the season. <laughs> I know. I, I'm looking at my notes for Washington Redskins. I was like, do I say his first name? Mm, I don't you know. Don't have to. Uh, for the Redskins, uh, they, first of all, they got Jonathan Allen with their first overall pick at number 17 overall, which I did not think he was going to be there. So well done for them. I will say that for fantasy wise, running back Perrin was one of my favorite guys taken for the Redskins. Um, it's, it's just what they need in that backfield, which was a complete disaster last year. If anybody remembers. So we still got Matt Jones for the Redskins, which I think that they may trade him is what the rumors are on the street. Mm. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that this new guy is going to do anything either because it might just be a little bit of 
confusion with the offense. So we'll see. I, I, I'm interested to see. He's 5'11", 233 pounds, so he's a big boy for that running back game, uh, which I kind of like. He also had – yeah, he also set an all-time rushing record for Oklahoma in only three seasons with 4,122 4, yards. So he, he can do it. He can definitely do it. So we'll see. Hopefully the running game for Washington is better. Um, but Washington mostly stuck to, you know, picking those defensive guys. And, you know, defense wins championships. So that I'm, I'm okay with that. It's a tough division, so I'm not saying, like, go out and, like <laughs> – check on Washington for your defense to pick up um, and during your draft. Not what I'm saying, but it's good that they're working on it when they have to go against the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Eagles twice this, every year. So totally fine with that. Good luck, my little Washington bugs. I'm excited to be covering you. They're one of my faves. Ashley, I pass over the Eagles to you. You enjoy them. Oh, am I excited? <laughs> <laughs> they were they did a great job, by the way, Philadelphia, the city of Philadelphia on the draft. There were tons of people there. And it was all outdoors. Thank yeah. God it didn't rain, uh, to be entirely frank. But uh it was really cool, you guys. There were like two hundred thousand people at this draft, and it was like a concert. Like literally people are just yeah. walking around with beers and stuff. Joel Embiid was there. Um, like all these NBA players are just walking around like normal people, but they're like, you know, seven feet tall. So they're not really normal people. It's fun. It was like a carnival. It was crazy, but congrats, Philadelphia. No arrests, which was shocking. Oh, that is shocking. I was going to say, actually, the best part of their entire draft for the Eagles was their fans who... Gosh, so much enthusiasm every day, even the last day, crazy enthusiasm. And I love yeah. nothing more than how they busted the Giants and the Cowboys. I mean, it was <laughs> awkward. I mean, just awkward for those announcers. You could tell they were kind of like puffing their chest, being like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk over them. And I, I loved it. And uh, was, I think we should have the draft of Philly every year. Yeah. Every year. I'm into Totally that. crazy. Love it. Uh, in terms of who they actually picked up, three offensive players, two wide receivers, and a running back. So if we look at the wide receiver, Mac Hollins, you know, he's got the ability to make some big downfield plays. But with Alshon Jeffrey, Jordan Matthews, Doriel Green-Beckham, Torrey Smith, and Nelson Aguilar in oh, front of him. Oh, stop with Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> <laughs> Nelson Aguilar. He's on the depth, he's on the depth chart. Oh, for five minutes. Uh, uh, he yeah, <laughs> Whatever. Rod Streeter's your boy, Courtney. You love him. I know, but he never was good. It's just I loved him. He had well, a moment. Here's the thing. This guy has the ability for some big field play, as I said. He's going to be probably the fourth or fifth receiver on this depth chart to start the season. But you look at someone like Alshon Jeffrey, historically has health issues. Uh, Doriel Green-Beckham, who has attitude issues and sometimes is not viewed very favorably with the coaches. So that could be interesting. Tory Smith, dicey. We're not sure what's going to happen with that. And apparently your guys' love for Nelson Aguilar is very apparent. So there's a chance Matt Collins could do something at some point in time, but he's not someone that's worth drafting uh, come your draft day, but somebody that you can definitely look out for. You will mainly see him on special teams. As for the other wide receiver taken in the draft, Shelton Gibson he also has too many good receivers in front of him to be considered, especially above Matt Collins. So now the running back is interesting. So we've got Donnell Pumphrey 
And he's going to have to wait and see how the pieces fall when it comes to Ryan Matthews. So Matthews has finally been cleared to work out, but it is being rumored that he will be released once he's actually healthy. And I'm going to use the term mm. healthy here loosely because I'm not sure Ryan Matthews has ever been healthy. So I think mm. they're just looking for like a standard baseline if he can walk. That's usually where he operates. So um, that would leave the job up for Darren Sproles, who is not an every down back, in my opinion, and Wendell Smallwood. I like Pumphrey, and I think that he will have an opportunity this year to show what he's got. Um, the thought is that eventually he will replace Darren Sproles. It will not be this year. But again, it's going to be an interesting running back by committee situation where I do think he will get incorporated at some point in time. Boom. All right, let's move on to the NFC North teams, the Green Bay Packers, Brandon. All right, they made defense a priority, and all four of their top picks went to the defensive side of the ball, but they picked up three running backs, everybody. Three. Boom, boom, boom. And then they also cut Christian Michael and Don Jackson. So uh, there's a complete changing of the guard there, so that is fantasy relevant. The most fantasy relevant of them all is Jamal Williams from Brigham Young University. Pro Football Focus compared him to Frank Gore. And you know, if you listen to the show, that we love Mr. Thousand Yards Every Season, Frank Gore. Yes, he is do. boring. He is not involved with the passing game, but he will consistently get you points and he'll be an RB2 flex play for life. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. And by the way, they don't need him in the passing game because they have Ty Montgomery for that, who now is officially a running back. So don't look for him on wide receivers. The team has officially shifted him to running back. But again, the guy only had over 10, or he only had 10 carries one time all last regular season. So every other game, it was single digit carries. That is just not a running back made. So they need Jamal Williams. That's great. Then they got Aaron Jones from the University of Texas, El Paso. He's the all-time leading rusher uh, from the university. He's only five foot nine, probably a Ty Montgomery backup. They compared to him to Darren Sproles, which is great. Um, and then they have uh, Devontae Mays from Utah State in case Williams doesn't work out. He's a big guy like Williams, that bruiser type. Um, they also got D'Angelo Yancey, a wide receiver from Purdue in the fifth round. A lot of mouths to feed there, you guys. And then their mm. last pick in the seventh round was uh, Malachi Dupree, wideout from LSU. There are a lot of targets here. I, I, I'm not interested in either of those wide receivers in redraft leagues, although I think Yancey might be okay in dynasty formats. And the good news is that they did get a sant uh, center, uh, Kofi Amichia from the University of Southern Florida. Boom. All right, the Detroit Lions. You know, there's nothing really sexy about the Lions draft. Um, a lot of defensive guys. They needed a running back, and they didn't get one. So that kind of stinks. I thought they would have gone for a quarterback <laughs> earlier than they did, but they didn't. I like their quarterback that they got. Um, Brad K Kaya? Kaya? Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, but <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like Detroit needs a lot of help. And I didn't really see it as much as I'd like. They got a wide receiver with their 96th overall pick. Um, which is fine. He probably will end up being the wide receiver three at some point, but I just, I would have liked to see more. I need more. I, you know, I, I don't know how much longer Matthew Stafford's really going to be able to fake it. You know, <laughs> it's like, he finally caught out with Jay Culler. Not comparing Matthew Stafford to Jake. I was Collins. like, that's he doesn't cool. have the attitude. Dang. 
He doesn't have the attitude, but he does struggle. He does have moments of just like, oh, pure defeat. And you feel bad for him. It's not like Cutler where you just like, God, I hate you. Work already. He's working. He's just sad because it's not it's not working. So I, I just feel like Detroit is, might have another rough season coming up here, especially with nobody in the backfield that can stay healthy um, and work together. So we'll see. But this might be one of my favorite tape teams because I'll just be like Golden Tate moving on. Date. Isn't it crazy that Amir Abdullah is someone we have to draft in fantasy? It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy to me. I mean, it's just like, really? Out of all the teams that needed running backs, I would have put Detroit on the top of the list. But no. Mm -mm. At least for depth. That's for sure. Because of injuries. Yeah, well, we'll see. Minnesota Vikings, they just lost their AP. What did they do with their life? Ho, ho, ho! Mm. Vikings! I usually do not start off with non-fantasy-relevant players, which I'm sure Brandon and Courtney are going to laugh and say, Ashley, you always talk about non-relevant fantasy players (laughs) Mm -hmm. on this show. Mm -hmm. But I will add that they picked up Pat Eflin, who is a center and can play both guards as well. The offensive line was so piss poor with the Vikings. This was so necessary. So in order for any player, any player to be fantasy relevant on this team, the O-line personnel is by far the biggest news for this team in the draft because they had to address this issue for you to even look at anyone. I'd agree with that. Slightly fantasy relevant, Ashley. Slightly. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it was... Big, big news. So as we know, Latavius Murray is part of this team. There is no timetable for his return. So what does that mean in terms of Dalvin Cook, who was drafted as a running back? He is first-round talent, but he fell to the second, which means this was a fantastic steal for the Vikings. He fell because of off-field issues. There's been a couple of these guys in the draft with off-field issues per every year, but they were able to get some really good value because of that. I think that he will eventually... anymore. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, well, you know. We already knew that. But I think he's going to replace McKinnon at some point in time. He's got more raw talent. And as long as he doesn't run into any of these off-field issues, I think is going to, I think by the probably mid-season, he will be the guy. He is hard to tackle. He's incredibly fast. And he is very, very capable of big yardage plays. I'm talking 70-plus yards. He did about 4-5 each season in 2016 and 2015. So this guy is available for massive plays so I think he could actually be huge for this team. We just have to see how it's going to fall into that running back by committee with Latavius Murray. So we're going to have to wait a little bit to see that through OTAs. Rodney Adams and Stacey Coley, uh, they're two wide receivers. They're only going to be doing kickoff basically duty for the whole season. And they did add Bucky Hodges, uh, who is a tight end. So I think what they're going to use him for is basically a mismatch in the red zone. He's basically going to be a decoy because he's going to play second fiddle to Kyle Rudolph. But it's always good to have the possibility of a two tight end set. Nothing I would get too concerned with. And we got to figure out what's happening with these quarterbacks because we got to know who's going to throw to them. Looks like Sam Bradford. They did not extend the uh, fifth-year option on Bridgewater. We're not sure if Bridgewater is even going to play in 2017. So, uh, again, we're going to have to really watch this team to see how this chemistry is developing. Mm. Boom, boom, boom. Talk about quarterbacks. We got the Chicago Bears. Oh, man. Talk about the weirdest thing that happened ever. (laughs) Second pick of the draft. Second pick. Straight up lost their minds and traded the farm to move up one spot because San Francisco 
tried to bluff basically and um, say they were interested in Trubisky. It's brilliant. Hell of a draft for John Lynch. If we're gonna give anybody hey, last year, make John Lynch first year as your GM, the Niners. Not a boy. Way to move, man. Way to move. We didn't um, take risks. I couldn't believe it. Also, reportedly, John Fox heard about this moments before it happened. Well, coaches don't matter during drafts usually, yeah. so whatever. Get over I it, Fox. Not. That's part of the game. It's part of the game. So obviously they have Mitchell Trapinski, quarterback from the University of North Carolina. Uh, I don't have a huge problem with him personally. Uh, I do have a problem with them giving up their third pick of the of the first round, sixty uh, seventh pick, the hundred eleventh pick, and their two thousand eighteen third rounder to go up one spot to get him. It's not like they made a big leap. I mean, it's one thing to give that up if you make a big leap. You moved up one spot. Anyway, and you um, only have one year of college film to look at to base this decision off of too. It's my it favorite. Was crazy, and they had just given Mike <laughs> Lennon this this yeah. contract, right? And Mike Lennon actually reportedly said he quote felt cheated on when he saw it, and I'm like, yeah, it's Jameis Winston all over again. It's like this guy just can't get away from these first round picks. So, uh, I think they're actually probably going to start with Mike Lennon, though. I, I think this might be a, a Jared Goff situation where they start with someone else and then work them in if they are failing, which they probably will because of the Bears and they have a tough uh, roster issue in general in life. They also <laughs> picked up tight end um, Adam Sheehan from Ashland. Uh, he's going to learn under veteran Zach Miller. And Zach Miller is one of those guys that always has injury issues, but he's actually incredibly sound in terms of mechanics. He's good at everything. And the thing is, is that Adam Sheehan is, is known as like a good um, pass protector or a, a good pass catcher, but not a good blocker. So he's going to have to improve proven that. Um, but yeah, so I think this is actually a good position for him. I wouldn't put him in redraft leagues, but I think he's huge in dynasty leagues. Actually, I think he could be a steal for you late. They will lean on the tight end eventually. Um, they got Tarek Cohen from uh, North Carolina A&T as a fourth round pick as insurance policy only. He's only five foot six, 176 pounds. He's a Tiny guy. He is nicknamed the human joystick, which I think is battling with that muscle hamster nickname for the best. I think it's probably more positive to be a human joystick or it could be perverted. I don't and know. Almost phallic, yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> the human joystick. It's a little bizarre. Anyway, he, he always gets compared to Darren Sproles, which is good. Um, but he he's going to be a returner, kind of a gadget guy. He's not going to compete with Jordan Howard. So you can all chill about that. And P.S., I'm not sold on Kevin White. I know that they didn't get a drafted wide receiver, but they did pick up some wide receivers after the fact that were undrafted. And I think, and I have heard reports from numerous sources, that Cameron Meredith is their, who they consider their wide receiver one. And he is possibly... Possibly the steal in your fantasy draft as of now. So it's something to watch. Boom. All right. The NFC South teams. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Slow clap. Slow mm. clap. They only had six picks. Six picks in the 2017 draft. And they had one of the best drafts this year. I have to say. I mean, this team, this offense is completely stacked. So before draft, let's just say, we have Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson on the same team. Okay. 
That's pretty good. <clears throat> then they pick up this guy, Chris Godwin, who is awesome. Six foot one, 209. He did well in the combine. He does. He has really great tape. He looks like he is probably NFL ready right now. But the biggest pickup for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was their first pick of the draft, which I just love. Excuse me. The phone's ringing. Hello. Is that, <laughs> is that OJ Howard calling me? OJ. OJ, still going. Still is going. it OJ no Howard? Is it <laughs> Hello. Um, anyways, <laughs> OJ Howard, the 19th pick overall. He's a tight end, and I just love the tight end went off that early, and it's just oh, so good. And he's going to be fantastic for this team. You can't forget that they have Cameron Brait still, which they've had for three years, and Cameron Brait has done better every single year they have incorporated him um but there's no harm in having two tight ends and and howard is really good at blocking which i love i think that's huge for a tight end um he doesn't have a lot of experience catching but he's good at what what, what he does have so i think howard's going to be huge for the tampa bay buccaneers uh you know i think when we look back the best Gronkowski Hernandez duo ever. I think, you know, that could be possible here with three great um, wide receivers. So I, I just love everything they did. And then they also got a running back with the 162nd overall pick. Um, so they're, they're looking good. They're looking really good. This is a team that you're probably going to have to pay a little higher price for all of them when it comes to your fantasy draft, and it might be worth it. So, all right, uh, Brandon, the Atlanta Falcons. Well, the Falcons took defensive end to Karis McKinley in the first round in the 26th pick, and the only reason I'm going to bring this up is because he dropped the F-bomb on television live. <laughs> Oh, that was amazing. And, and then he famously now said, find me later, which may be my new favorite thing. <laughs> it's, it's almost like, like Marshawn Lynch. I'm just here mm. so I don't get fined. That is what I love is he's already got fines on the mind. But um, anyway, they're not going to find him uh, because the NFL made a human decision there and uh, they're going to cut him some slack. But interestingly, um, I mean, he's, he's talking Carolina about his dead grandma, so it's like, how do you... Yeah, he's also really? a Carolina Panthers <laughs> fan and loves ramen and flight attendants. I encourage you, go on NFL.com and check out some of these <laughs> videos where they're like, five things you want to know. He's like, yeah, I just love, I love, you know, when a, when a flight attendant talks to me, I just can't talk back or something. And I'm like, uh... <laughs> Who, which really editor funny. thought this was a good thing? put in there um but yeah so uh, he wants a deal with ramen though and i think that'd be really funny uh also they took running back brian hill from wyoming in the fifth wyoming had a ton of people go into the nfl not just in the draft but a huge percentage of the undrafted free agents that got signed after the fact are from wyoming check out this school you guys for next year's prospects very interesting Brian Hill is just going to be a backup, obviously, because they have Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman. But they're trying to negotiate both of their contracts. And I'm under the impression that they're going to sign Devontae Freeman, but maybe not Tevin Coleman. He was kind of a Kyle Shanahan guy, so that's something to watch. And then tight end Eric Subert from Drake is in the fifth. He's going to be a backup. Don't worry. Austin Hooper is going to be the guy. He was a great rookie last year. Don't worry about him. And I think Hooper is still a steal for you in your fantasy drafts towards the end. Oh, 
had a, I had a sneezers. No, uh, actually, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what happened? She Ooh, muted herself to not hear a sneeze. Yes, I did. Uh, that just is perfect to go straight into the New Orleans Saints, Ashley. <laughs> so the Saints only drafted two offensive players, which is not surprising as they had considered statistically the best offense last year. So not surprising that they only addressed that with two players. Now, I have to admit, AP is a saint. For any of those who did not know, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you already know this, but he is a saint. He signed a two-year, $7 million deal. So where does this put us in the running back mm. situation? Because they did draft a running back. So Mark Ingram is still going to be the lead running back. We are now in a running back by committee with Adrian Peterson, which quite honestly, you're already used to. If you've had a running back from the Saints, they're always in a committee anyway. This isn't anything new to you. So Peterson is not a pass catching back, as we all know. So don't look for him to fill that role. That role will be filled between either Tavarius uh, Cadet or Alvin Kamara, who is their new draft pick. My money is on Kamara. So he's really good with his hands. Um, and I think they need to fill that. They need to fill that role. And he's a little bit more agile and multifaceted than Cadet. So I think we're all putting a lot of stock into AP, hoping AP is going to do well. But if we look at the last two seasons, he didn't do well. So Cadet might, I'm sorry, excuse me, Kamar might actually get more play than we're thinking. So someone to definitely look at. Um, yeah, so to sum it up, you've got Kamara and Cadet vying for that third down position. AP and Ingram are going to be in a committee. That pretty much sums that up. And all I can say is that AP better not mess with what's going on with Drew Brees and that they try to change that entire offensive scheme to fit AP's running style because I don't want to see any changes to what the Saints are doing. Courtney's on mute still. She's talking and on mute. You know what? Not really. Not really. Uh, <laughs> And sorry, I have the sneezes today. Um, the Carolina Panthers, let's see here. They kind of got some guys kind of okay. I don't know. Seems like Christian McCaffrey. Hmm. Clap. Whoop, clap. Whoop. I'm sad we I didn't hate him there, though. I hate him there. He could have gone it, anywhere else and I would have liked it. it why do you hate him? Oh, there? it could be so good there. Because the steward? Use, they know because of Cam Newton, who is right. having shoulder surgery. We don't even know if he'll be healthy. He can barely throw. And then you have a pass catching back slash slot receiver. And then they drafted another slot receiver right after him. I just. But Cam I, needs I, to I, modify his style slightly to stay healthy. And I think that by drafting no. McCaffrey, it's going to force that. And I think that's necessary. I think the coaches are going to force it a little bit on him. But listen, this is the this is the team of diversity here is what I like to call them because you have Cam Newton who is you know a very successful running quarterback. Then you have Christian McCaffrey now who's not only a, an amazing running back, but he also is a great receiver, can run routes. I mean, he can basically do whatever you need him to do. Um he's a better time Montgomery what I'm saying. And then he, they drafted right after McCaffrey, they drafted Curtis Samuel, who's a wide receiver, but he too can be a running back. He played half the season as a running back last year. So, I mean, this is a team that really, they can pl plug and play. 
I think, you know, I know McCaffrey um, is smart. I know Newton is smart. I, you know, I think that if they can keep it together, they could really throw off other teams and make it really interesting. Um, their other wide receivers aren't necessarily the smartest, but so they're going to have to, you know, kind of catch up. But this could be an – I, I kind of like this. I mean, they do still have Jonathan Stewart, which is great because he's just going to wear the other team out too. And then McCaffrey's going to come in and just have these huge runs or these huge little pass-offs that are going to go for 100 yards. I mean, it's going to – I think it's going to work. I, I like this, what's going on in Carolina. Right. I think this is I, – I, I think McCaffrey was a good pick. So, I mean, I wish we would have came to the Broncos. Shout out to his dad. Love you. Love you, Eddie. Um, but, I love yeah, your horseradish. I, Call me. call me, call me, call <laughs> me. Um, I agree with you. I think that's an interesting take. Also, yeah, I, we're a name show. Talk to me about Corn Elder. Corn Elder, yes. <laughs> I'm sad he's a cornerback because I'm not going to be saying his name too much, but hopefully he's like really good and makes like big plays. So like I'd be like, oh, I don't know if you want to play this wide receiver because he's playing Corn Elder, right? I thought of you immediately when I saw him get drafted to the Panthers. I was like, oh, Corey's oh. going to love that. Um, well, I also have Harrison Butker, the kicker. Mm -hmm. The kicker, Butker. I just, you know, that's perfect, too. But really, Carolina gets an A-plus in their draft for me. Names alone, they get an, they get an A-plus. All right, let's move on to the NFC West teams with the Seattle Seahawks, Ashley. So Marshawn Lynch's rights were headed to Oakland Raiders already happened. They got a sixth round pick in 2018, a fifth round pick from the Raiders in 2018 as well. So I'm just super excited to see him as a Raider. I think it's great. He's back in the league, but that brings us to the running back situation here in Seattle with who is left. So uh, I do also want to mention that Ethan Pockett, I'm sure I butchered that. I apologize to you, Ethan. Fine, sir. Uh, he's an offensive lineman that was drafted. This is important because we've got some really kind of ho-hum running backs, in my opinion. I'm not really super jazzed about any of these running backs. So I think the fact that they're going to strengthen their O-line will make me a little bit more intrigued. But you've got players like Eddie Lacy, Thomas Rawls, CJ Procise, Alex Collins. we got Pope in the mix. And now we just drafted Christopher Carson. Um so he might struggle to even make the team because this team has got such depth in the running back position, yet none of them really had great seasons last year. So it's going to be interesting to see who kind of steps up. So he's going to have a hard time even making the team, unfortunately. Uh, as Brandon said, you can't rule out these guys that are drafted super late or the undrafted free agents, but this is a tough team that they just, I think they've got too much talent that they have to look at for them to really consider this guy, to be honest with you. Um, in terms of the wide receivers that they drafted, Amara Darbo, he's got the size and the speed uh, to compete. But in college, he did struggle a bit against tight coverage. So I'm a little concerned about that. If you're, if you're struggling in college on tight coverage and you come and play with the big boys here in the NFL, it's going to be a very rude awakening for him. So they're going to certainly have to work on that. He is a good special teams player, though, so I do think that he will certainly make the team, obviously, and that is how he'll be used in 2017. But if you've got Baldwin, Curse, Lockett, and Richardson, who I'm always excited for, I just hope he can stay healthy in front of him. It doesn't Richardson. look super promising for him. Uh, nor the other wide receiver drafted David Moore. 
Boom. All right, we have the Los Angeles Rams. Tell me they drafted a wide receiver. Well, believe it or not, there might be some fantasy relevance to this team, Ooh. you guys. No. Hey. no. All right, so Sean McVay is the new head coach, and it's really important to tell you again that he was the offensive coordinator for the Washington Redskins when Kirk Cousins has come alive. They had all those great wide receivers, and they were able to get the running game going with an undrafted free agent last year, so that is hopefully good news for the Todd Gurley believers out there. Either way, it's definitely going to be a step up from Jeff Fisher. God love your mustache, but let's move on from you. Um, the first pick of, was in the second round, actually, because of the Jared Goff moving up last season. And they went with Gerald Everett, tight end from South Alabama. He forced 24 missed tackles in 2016, which was nine more tackles than the second best tight end, which is crazy. He also led in 2015 with 22 missed tackles. That means that he's generating yards, generating touchdowns all on his own, which is great. PFF compared him to Antonio Gates, uh, who also played basketball uh, and then went to the NFL. That's kind of his game. Sean McVay said that he reminds him of Jordan Reed and he wants to use him in that way. So out of actually all of the tight ends, believe it or not, he's my favorite for fantasy purposes. If you're looking for this year, mm. uh, they need to use a tight end there. And he is the guy. Sorry, Tyler Higby, the fourth round draft pick from last year. You're not Sean McVay's guy. This guy is. So it's very interesting to me. Keep your eye on that. Also, he could play wide receiver if need be, but I think they're really going to keep him in that Jordan Reed tight end type of position. Round three, they went with Cooper Cup. He's from Eastern Washington. He's a great route runner. He set a ton of records in school. He primary plays primarily plays a slot receiver. He's quick. He's smart. Both his father and grandfather played in the NFL. A lot of good stuff going on with him. So that's actually a pretty decent pick as well. In the fourth round, they selected wide receiver Josh Reynolds from Texas A&M. He's a vertical threat. They compare him to Marvin Jones, which, you know, a little dicey. Let's not lie in terms of fantasy production. But they need someone to take the lid off the defense there in, in uh, Los Angeles. By the way, I cover both Los Angeles teams, so it's a little confusing. But uh, there are two now, which is crazy. Uh, and then they still have eight Tavon Austin and, and Robert Woods as veterans. They got a lot of building to do. But it's if you're going to invest in them, it's because you believe in Sean McVay. And I think I might believe in Sean McVay. Wow. That's Bold. nice. Bold. Bold. All right. We got the San Francisco 49ers, which we talked about a little bit earlier. But, you know. They had a lot of holes to fill, and they had a lot of draft picks. But I think it's what they <laughs> didn't do, what we had mentioned earlier, that's what we're most impressive with Mr. G New GM, John Lynch, moving Ooh. down the board over and over and over again and picking up, picking up, doing his thing. And I love it, and I love it. And he's still got great players for his team. Reuben Foster, I love. And the fact that he got him at the end of the first round, totally totally into um which was their second pick in the draft because again why stop with one pick in the first round when you can have winning right and get a couple extra draft picks for the next draft and this draft because you switched one spot i mean it's just brilliant it's just brilliant all over the board all over the board so i mean you know god knows that they couldn't have not had a nice draft because they needed everything and they had so much uh spots to take so I loved, I loved what they did. I mean, the quarterback situation is the only thing they didn't touch on um, as soon as I would have liked. They got Brian Hoyer and Matt Barkley as their uh, quarterbacks right now, if you didn't know, because those are them. 
mm-hmm. play for the 49ers now. They did get uh, CJ uh, Beathard in the fourth round. Um, he's not my favorite quarterback coming out this year. I don't think he's going to be ready right away in September. Um, so if they need him, I don't think it's going to be there. But we'll, we'll see. It, it, it could have been worse. Um, but I do like their tight end, George Kittles. Uh, could you know? I think he's going to be fantasy worthy sooner than later. Um, they have Vance McDonald and Garrett Selleck in the tight end position um, before him, and I don't. Neither one of them make me excited. So I I think that I think George is going to be the dude. And you know how I feel about tight ends on crappy teams. Like they're they're usually pretty golden. So I I think that this is a good moment for the San Francisco 49ers. And I'm I'm excited for them. Then we got the Arizona Cardinals, Ashley. Yeah. So they drafted wide receiver Chad Williams, who has all the talent and ability, but fell due to some red flags. Uh, mm. Williams, just give, give an idea of what they were. He was charged with marijuana possession and possession of firearms uh, in his car. This was at LSU. So that's not great. Um, I'm underwhelmed with the receiving court on the Cardinals, which I know is probably going to be a very um, polarizing statement to say, but I am. I'm just underwhelmed with him. So I think he has okay. got a chance to play. As long as he stays out of trouble, he has the talent and the ability and hopefully the spark that is going to be needed in this receiving core to spice it up a bit. So I think there's a shot that he could play. So TJ Logan, uh, he could be a good change of pace kind of back to complement David Johnson, but he's not going to play all that much because, well, he's playing – David Johnson is on the team and he is always <laughs> on the field. So he's, this guy's not going to get a whole lot of plays. I see special teams in his future. Uh, and they also did address their O-line a bit by drafting both a guard and a tackle. This is good news for those receivers as they need to protect Carson Palmer. David Johnson could run with no line. So I'm not concerned about the running game, but this is good news for those for Chad Williams potentially. I agree, Ashley. I agree. All right, we're going to move on to the AFC. We'll start off with the South, the Houston Texans. All right. Uh, you know, Houston's offense would have been good last year, like really good, uh, if they hadn't paid and played Brock Eisweller way too much. So <laughs> the, the truth is the Texans needed to draft a quarterback. We all knew that. They couldn't get their Tony Romo. They couldn't, you know, they gave away that gave away Brock Osweiler to Cleveland, you know, like literally giving it giving him away. So they got it. They got it. They got their quarterback, Deshaun Watson. There it is. Uh, and Watson is a good quarterback, but he has some consistency issues, which is yeah, exactly what Houston does not need. Uh, he had 30 interceptions in the last two seasons, which was the number one quarterback to do that. So uh, that's not good. That's not good. So he's number I, one. Number one. He's number one. You're right. <laughs> You're right, Brennan. You're right. At least he tops the chart. That's right. If you're going to do something, do it full heartedly, you know, be the best of it. Um, And he was the best interception. So, um, but he is good. So, uh, you know, they're going to need to use him. I I think he's going to do better than Brock Osweiler. So that anything's a step up, anything's a step up. The Texans also drafted a running back um, foreman, but he will be behind Lamar Miller and possibly Alfred blue. Um, you know how I feel about Miller. So I have a feeling Foreman is going to see the ball at the goal line. Um, 
which is exactly what they need. So he's going to get the touchdowns. I think Lamar Miller last year had like five touchdowns, um, which is really frustrating for Miller owners. I'm sorry if you owned him. Um, but it's probably going to be a similar this this year again. So bummer. I apologize. All right. We got the Indianapolis Colts, Brandon. Oh, yeah. You know what? It's so interesting that you ask about them. I, I, the, the Part of the uh, issue is I forgot that I covered this team. <laughs> well, it's new. It's new. Let's go to the Jacksonville Jaguars real fast. Yes, that's great. Thank you. Let's go to the Jaguars. Let's go to the Jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> make, Colts, make irrelevant. That's irrelevant. They that's mean nothing. Yeah. Okay. So the Jags. So there was a little bit of controversy going into this draft, whether or not the Jags would actually pick up the fifth year option on Blake Bortles. They did exercise that on Monday, uh, May 1st. So he's a quarterback, which obviously was going to be as they did not draft a quarterback in the draft. So they knew that Blake was going to be their guy. Now, offensive linemen were added. So this will help because Blake Bortles needs protection. No. Big time. No. But what's even more exciting to me, I'm actually pumped for the Jags this year. They were good the year I had them. So I think I'm like good juju for the Jags. I feel good about them this year. Just saying. Yeah. Um <laughs> Two words, beep, yeah, Leonard Fournette. Love this pick, love it. He is a fantastic runner who runs like a bat out of hell who is lit on fire. This guy is a super aggressive runner. He is everything this team needs. They've had such problems with their running game there. They need to establish the run to give Blake Bortles any possibility of hope to have a decent year. So... I love that they did add wide receiver D.D. Westbrook. He's explosive. He is fast. He adds depth to this team. Uh, he did drop in the draft a bit due to off-field issues, and he, he was actually kicked out of an interview during the scouting combine for being unprepared. So uh -huh. that's not great. You better come prepared with the NFL. But I will say this. With Tom Coughlin just looking at his angry red face, if that doesn't scare you into preparing, I don't know what will. So, granted, Coughlin's not your coach, but I don't want anyone even near me like Tom Coughlin looking like that. So, just say. Now, Coughlin was rumored to have an interest in implementing the fullback into more of a scheme with this team. So, insert Marquez Williams. Uh, they can use all the help they can get in the backfield, and that's just going to help Leonard Fournette out. So, bring back the fullback. Bring back the Jags. I am feeling good about them. I think a fullback with Leonard Fournette would be sexy, too. It is sexy. More. You know, we're going to bring back Ashley. We're going to bring back the Colts. Let's bring back the Colts. Right here, well, right here. The good news is that, first of all, they got one of the best defensive picks of the whole draft. The first round, they got Malik Hooker, a safety from Ohio State, because everyone was going after offensive players. And so they actually got defensive players, which is important. And they only got one skill position guy that we have to talk about, and that is Marlon Mack. Um, everyone thought that they were going to take a running back early, and they kept wondering, wondering, because Frank Gore, God love him but mid 30s like me and all what? we're saying is at a certain point it's just too much but they said whatever and so they drafted marlon mack in the fourth round a uh, running back from uc usf but the problem is is that he's the opposite of frank gore he is not frank gore's replacement this is intriguing everyone you should draft frank gore again you heard me correctly the biggest criticism for marlon mack is that he runs east west Unlike Frank Gore, who runs north-south, right? That's He always falls forward. He's always getting you yards. He's always keeping his feet moving. Marlon Mack is Mr. Like scatting around, doing his thing. We don't want that. So I'm intrigued by this because it makes no sense. 
But other than that, this draft had nothing to do with your fantasy teams, which is weird because Philip Dorsett, I'm not quite sure he's good. They don't have a replacement for him. They don't have a replacement for Frank Gore. We know that they have Jack Doyle. But other than that, it's it's intriguing, you guys. It's intriguing. All so right, the Colts are fantasy irrelevant. We could have skipped over them entirely. Well, no, they have Andrew Log, so they're never fantasy relevant. But in I the know, draft, but draft, yes, irrelevant. Yes. Yes. Andrew Log, T.Y.M., you know. Yeah, you just, they're okay. By the way, did you see T.Y. Okay. Hilton's kid? They showed no. it on Sports Center. No, he's like he's like a little. I don't know. I think he's like eight, maybe. But he was running. He looks just like T.Y. Hilton, and he like broke some kid's ankles on like a cut. And he's like this little mini T.Y. Hilton. It's adorable, you guys. Google Aww. it. It's adorable. Google that. Check all it right. Tennessee Titans. All of them are too young to have eight-year-olds. So let's get into their draft picks. <laughs> uh, I like that the Titans focused on guys that Mariota can throw to. I, I think that's important. This Corey Davis guy, he's a great wide receiver. Um, but he is coming off of an ankle injury, and we all know how that works. If you have over-owned Sammy Watkins, you know how scary it is to pick a guy up who has ankle issues. Yeah. Um, so buyer beware. Fire beware, but he is very talented guy. Titans got a tight end with their 100th pick overall. Uh, Delaney Walker is like one of my favorites, but he is turning 33 before the season starts. He's kind of moving a little slower. He's kind of got the Antonio Gates crawl. So I, I mm. can understand why they wanted to make sure that they got another tight end. Um, but I think the Titans draft overall was, it was good. It was, it was full of, full of guys with a lot of talent, interesting guys. I think that, you know, no problem children that I, that I know of. And I think this could be a really good, um, a really good draft for them. A lot of offensive linemen guys. So. Yay. All right, let's move on to the AFC West teams, the Kansas City Chiefs, Brandon. All right, so the Kansas City Chiefs in the first round decided to trade up to get quarterback Pat Mahomes from Texas Tech. It's great because he's a developmental guy. He has a lot of talent, but he needs to learn underneath someone. Well, that's perfect because Andy Reid is a quarterback-friendly coach, and Alex Smith is getting older, so it'll be perfect to learn underneath him. There is no one... Um, on really green God's green earth right now, who's saying that Alex Smith is not the starter. So you shouldn't yeah. assume that, but I think he's very interesting in dynasty leagues, especially if it's a deep dynasty league and you can hold on to him for a few years. So uh, very intriguing there. Another huge draft day move is that they uh, picked up Kareem hunt running back from Toledo in the third round. He is a three down back. And I believe he will start over Spencer Ware at some point this season, if not at the very beginning, I want to remind everyone after week eight, Spencer Ware did not have one game with even, not one, with 100 yards or more total on offense, and he only scored two touchdowns, one running, one passing, and it was in the same game at Atlanta in Week 13. That is it. So his production went way down as the season went on. They are not going to rely on him as a three-down back anymore. There's just no way. It's just impossible. They also took uh, Jihu Chesson from Michigan. In the fourth round, he's a wide receiver. If you think about it, it's Jeremy Macklin, Tyreek Hill, and then who? No is it Chris one. Conley? Is it Albert Wilson? So this guy actually has a chance to get on the field. I don't think it'll be really fantasy relevant because they have Alex Smith, uh, so they don't throw it down the field that much. And then uh, they have Travis Kelsey, who takes a lot of the targets. But he is interesting in dynasty formats. Perfect. 
Oh, the Chiefs. Now yeah. the Raiders. Uh, you know, nothing very exciting for the Oakland Oakland's draft offensively. They got a lot of defensive guys. They got Elijah Hood running back. Um, their second to last pick. Um, but they, you know, they just focused on that defense. It's you know, it's a hard division overall. Um, when you have to play the Broncos and the Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers. And then you also have to play the Patriots, the Giants, the Cowboys this season. So, I mean, it, there's, it's a tough schedule, so I'm happy that they worked on their defense. Um, I will say that the Raiders taking Conley could be a really bad mistake. And uh, we'll have to see. The jury is still out on whether or not he's going to be facing charges on sexual assault. But I will say it doesn't look good when you change your mind on what happened to the police officers. It's like, I, we always say this to each other. If your husband gets murdered and you're having an affair, you need to tell the cops you're having an affair because they're going to find out. And now you have motive to killing your husband. Do you know what I'm saying? If you actually have sexual relationships yes. with people, you need to tell the cops you have sexual relationships with that person because they're going to find out. So, Innocent until proven guilty, but you know, we're heading down that road. So they might not have their first draft pick, you know, which is crazy to me. I think it could be a really big mistake, uh, but only time will tell. It is the Raiders. Um, welcome, Marshawn Lynch. It's very exciting news. We got quite a bit of nice running back stuff happening, which will move us to the Denver Broncos. They had an exciting week this last week. They did. They did. Uh, wow. So. Denver Broncos head coach Vance Joseph says he expects quarterbacks Travis Simeon and Paxton Lynch to compete for the starting job and to compete for quite some time. But quite honestly, Mr. Irrelevant Chad mm. Kelly could be better than both of them. Uh, he will not be an option until later in the season because he's got a hurt thumb. He's got allegedly some attitude issues. He is Jim Kelly's uh, nephew. But you know what? His skill set. It's fantastic. He's got a bit of that it factor, too. I think he'll be better than both of them. I think that if he can play, he will take the starting job by the end of this season. I'm throwing that out there right now. Jay I'm not Keller going to 2.0. Could be. Titled. Yeah, it might be. It could be 2.0. Might be, Courtney. Great. But I'm just saying, I mean, if, <laughs> if you're going to play Simeon or Lynch, which you're probably not going to do, be, don't do don't draft them in a redraft league. I'm not into it. I don't think they're going to keep their job by the end of the season. So just something to think about. Uh, Garrett Bowles, offensive tackle, was drafted. He will compete for a starting job. Wide receiver Carlos Henderson. Uh, he had a fantastic year last year, but this is yet again another player that only has one year of college film for us to look at under his belt. So he needs to improve his route running. But he might be the replacement in the slot that Sanders is looking for. Emmanuel Sanders does not want to be the slot receiver anymore. anymore. And so Carlos Henderson could step in and fill that role to some extent. Uh, and Jamal Charles signed a one-year deal with the Broncos, $3.75 I'm super excited for this. I'm more excited for this than I think the AP pick. I think this is a better pick than the Saints picked with AP, just saying. Um, I would expect a running back by committee with him with Anderson. Anderson will take the lead. Charles, I think, is going to be able to put some big plays. But the Broncos did draft D'Angelo Henderson because they needed a little bit of depth here. Uh, and he could actually be a really productive back in the NFL if he is given the chance to do so. But when you're behind Anderson and Charles and Booker, I'm not sure how many opportunities you are actually going to get this season. But I do think long-term, 
Dynasty, Henderson could be an interesting option. Also, tight end Jake Butt was drafted. I like this pick a lot. Again, he may not be ready for the first season, but I think that he could actually get used, and he's an interesting pick for me out of all the tight ends in this draft. Obviously not O.J. Howard per se, but I think he's towards the top of the list for me. Also, how many people are going to be named? I like big butts, and I cannot lie in the fantasy league. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm a butt guy. I'm a butt guy. So many butt jokes. So many butt things. I love that Jamal Charles said he's always wanted to be a Denver Bronco since he was a little boy. And I just love that. It wasn't about the money. It was about retiring as a Denver Bronco. Welcome. Give it to me, baby. Come die in Denver. Well, Everybody needs to welcome, die Charles. in Denver. Come on. All right, let's move on to the new and improved Los Angeles Chargers. I guess. I'm not as excited about this <laughs> as everyone else. Uh, I think it's fine that they took Mike Williams. Mike Williams, in my opinion, from Clemson, had fantastic tape. He's someone who always wins at the point of the catch. He's the kind of wide receiver that I think does best in the National Football League. Um, there were some issues uh, where people thought that that he was overrated and all of a sudden it became cool to denigrate Mike Williams. My only problem is that they have Keenan Allen, they have Tyrell Williams. Like, I'm just not quite sure what his target share is going to look like here at the, his first year in the league. So I'm a little worried about that. Although, you know, poor Keenan Allen, it just doesn't matter. He always gets hurt. So who knows what <laughs> happens here? No, it's just, it's reality. We just, that's where we are in life. Maybe the uh, new name change will change the, de- change the, karma that happens with all the injuries yeah exactly let's hope so and then the really good news here though is that they got two of the best offensive linemen in the draft they got Forrest Lamp and Dan Feeney which is a huge boon for all you Melvin Gordon believers of which I am one and nothing else really relevant just a little reminder that Hunter Henry is your guy thanks sign me up sign me up All right, we got the AFC North teams, the Baltimore Ravens. Well, the only offensive players that were drafted were two offensive linemen. So nothing fantasy-wise to talk about other than maybe Flacco's face will not be permanently in the turf all season long. Fingers crossed. Poor Flacco. Poor Flacco. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, so... Uh, in the first round, they took uh, T.J. Watt, who's the third Watt brother to enter the National Football Woo! League. Be and, original, um, people. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I love that it's J.J. and T.J. I literally had to look up, and I was like, who? J.J. Watt's already taken. Anyway, <laughs> the real drama happened in the second round when they took Juju Smith-Schuster, oh, who I also competes com- <laughs> oh, for the great it. name. Juju's and the best. Juju's the best, but Juju gets Juju drafted. He's a down-the-field threat. Everybody loves him, except for someone makes some comment and uh, about him being the replacement for Martavis Bryant. And Martavis Bryant gets ticked and says, no, this is obviously the replacement for Sammy Coates. And so then Sammy Coates, and this is on Twitter, Sammy Coates <sighs> comes back and is like, oh, no, it's not. Maybe they need a replacement for you because they can't. I mean, it was like <laughs> cat fight. Yeah. About- Smoke another joint. Yeah, exactly. Someone's got to chill. <laughs> Somebody needs to chill. Somebody needs to cook and chill like Putin was right. That would have been so good for our serious XM theater segments oh, yeah. that we do. Yes. 
It's yes. too bad it's too early. It's yeah. too early for that. But yeah. So anyway, people compare him to Anquan Bolden, though. He's a really sturdy, competitive kind of guy. I really like him. I think he's a big future. There are a lot of mouths to feed in Pittsburgh. So I don't know about your one, but I'm into him on a dynasty perspective and someone you should definitely keep an optimistic eye on. Also, guys, it looks like, you know, Eli Rogers is going to be in the slot. Wow. Okay, putting that yeah. down there. Just reminding you of that name. Third round, they took James Conner, running back from Pittsburgh. What's interesting about him is he just came back from cancer a year ago. Lodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah. I'm not kidding you, guys. You guys. The guy had cancer. Tough. Yep. Cancer, full blown chemo, everything. It's continued playing. You football. see him running with his a little mask on to keep Ugh. the on. I'm just like, gosh. And I complain that I'm tired after work to even do like my P90X. Kind that of tapes. and Can't Serena Williams winning the Australian Open while pregnant. pregnant? I just Goodness all the shame. I can't complain about anything anymore. So anyway, he's a hometown kid, but he's also very talented and has the kind of three down back style of Le Le'Veon Bell. Not that he's replacing Le'Veon Bell, but the handcuffed Le'Veon Bell always is productive in fantasy at some point in the year. And if and they and D'Angelo Williams isn't with the team anymore. They do have Fitzgerald Toussaint, but I would not be surprised if James Conner is actually the handcuff, and he will have value. So I do want you to remember that name. And the last interesting move uh, was that they drafted Tennessee quarterback Joshua Dobbs, kind of like Eli Manning. It's not the end, but they're starting to figure out that at, at some point there will be an end to Roethlisberger. So um, I don't know if this is it, but again, actually the backup to Roethlisberger is usually fantasy relevant at some point in the season. So this is intriguing, everybody. Um, it's It was a very interesting year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, all right, the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, I just... <clears throat> you got to pick your teams, and this is just not one of my favorite teams anymore. I'm just going to have to take <laughs> them off the list. Bye, Bengals. May you rot in football hell. They decided to pick up the lovely, always exciting, Joe Mixon. And if you haven't Googled him, you should. There's a lovely video of him punching a girl in the face and basically breaking her whole face at a restaurant. And he gets drafted to be in the NFL and make lots of money. I get it. He's talented. But he's a crappy person. And if I... You know, it's going to happen again and whatever. I'm going to move on from this. Um, he's most likely going to start because Giovanni Bernard was still recovering from his ACL injury. Um, but it's just, you know. Someone was going to draft him, you know, so it's. No, a lot of people said they weren't going to draft him. There's only like two or three teams that said that they had him on their list. And the Bengals were like in love with him. So they just had to do it. And they just love all the bad people. You know, they got Pac-Man Jones. They got some defensive lineman guy. It's just it's complete part crap. Of, it's part of the Bengals gig. But, you know, he's going to, you know, I shouldn't say you know. We would like to hope that he rehabilitates and he doesn't do it again. Um, but, yeah, that's a concern, right? Because if you draft him and he does have another act of violence, he's you're going to lose him for the season. So, yeah, if, Ashley. Interesting choice of word. Well, I will say I do – I don't mind their first pick overall, Mr. Wide Receiver John Ross. He is small, though, um, and he does have some serious injuries uh, history. It was just not great, including um, an ACL tear and a shoulder surgery that he's still recovering from. So um, – but he is really fast. 
So it's possible that he's going to be exactly what they need yep. in Cincinnati with AJ Green. Um, they did lose um, their other two wide receivers, so I think that this that could be a good pickup for him. Um, hopefully, he thickens himself up a little bit for the NFL, so he can you know be a successful NFL player. Um, but no disrespect to John Ross. I'm sorry, you had to be drafted with that guy. So we'll move on to the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, so unfortunately, Brandon has to step out to do an interview with SiriusXM. She may or may not be back, depending on how long we are. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and talk about the Browns for her. Um, she actually was saying, don't kill me. I actually liked what the Browns did in the draft. I think a lot of people actually felt that way. There was a couple Absolutely. picks that you're kind of like, um. Well, out of how, part, many, how many picks they had, who, you know, they get, they're allowed to yeah. have like, one or two fishy ones. And overall, I feel like for the Browns. Good draft. Yeah, they did great. Good draft. Yeah. Good step forward. So <clears throat> there's a lot of good defensive picks, including their first overall pick, which was the edge rusher, Miles Garrett from Texas A&M. Uh, go check out this hilarious video, if you haven't already, of his mom questioning whether Warren Sapp is relevant or not after he called her his her son lazy. Oh, my gosh. Um, I love that. So I think he's going to be a fantastic player. That was <clears throat> to me, the obvious pick for pick one. So at least they didn't do anything crazy and not go with the obvious pick with the first pick of the draft there. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, they took David Njoku, who is a tight end from Miami. Uh, also in the first round, he is only 20 years old, but he's 6'4", 246 pounds. And as Courtney will say, this guy can actually block, which it's crazy to think that being able to block as a tight end is becoming more and more of a rarity. I know. Really interesting. So he's kind of one of those true tight ends. And when we say true tight ends, we're thinking of like the Greg Olson's, right? Greg Olson's got great hands, but he also can block for you. So um, they really like him. So obviously, because they cut Gary Barnage. So he, he should be a good mix for them. Uh, in the second round, they took Deshaun Kaiser, quarterback of Notre Dame. Uh, a little sad about the missing on the only Browns want, you know, uh, want to be on the planet, Trubinsky, uh, but this is good. So, um, you know, he'll compete with Cody Kessler for the number one spot. So, you know, it could get interesting. No wide receivers, and they took running back Matt Days from North Carolina State as their last pick in the seventh. Uh, Isaiah Crowell will be the biggest value of the draft for them. This guy is not going to replace Isaiah, Isaiah Crowell. Um, so that's really it with the Browns. Not bad overall, guys. I'm proud of them. It wasn't yeah, a complete the, the, implosion. They're going to have a really good running game this, in this the season. So good for them. They really concentrated on their offensive line and <clears throat> what a lot of teams needed to do. So, And they got in free agency, which is great because this wasn't the best draft season for offensive line guys. So they, they, they were moving, moving and shaking. All right, the AFC East teams, we got the Miami Dolphins. They're not mine yet. I'm so upset they're mine. I didn't, I didn't want them, Courtney. <laughs> I really didn't. Not going to lie to you. Um, uh, so it's really interesting care. to me about the Dolphins is that they only drafted two offensive players, five defensive, but they had the ninth worst offense in the league last year. Granted, they had the fourth worst defense in the league, so technically they needed a little more defense and offense. But, just, but they have defensive guys. Us with crazy parts. They do. They, they do. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but yeah, only two offensive players. And one of them was a guard, which is good because they, they need that protection. The other is wide receiver Isaiah Ford. Um, 
I guess the main thing with him is he just needs to prove that he can actually play in the NFL when it comes to the strength and the speed and the physicality that is needed as a wide receiver. And especially when you are on a team that doesn't have a strong quarterback, you've got to be an aggressive physical receiver to muscle their ball out of poorly thrown plays. So it's really going to be interesting to see what can happen here. Um, again, not fantasy relevant. There's, there's barely anyone fantasy relevant on the entire Dolphins team for you in general. Oh, we're on a trend here because we have the New England Patriots. They gave up their whole draft to get Brandon Cooks in the offseason and to trade with the New Orleans Saints. So they didn't even pick until the third round. So, I mean, they didn't really have much of a draft. I'm sure whoever Bill Belichick drafted will be fabulous. But they only had four picks, and none of them were fantasy relevant um, for you. So they did size some undrafted free agents, but, again, nothing – too exciting so really the Patriots status quo which isn't too bad isn't too shabby so we'll leave them there then we got the Buffalo Bills Ashley my favorite yeah so this is another team Not you my well, favorite but the Bills, the Bills. No, you know I I wasn't happy with their draft and what's interesting is that they fired their GM, but the GM didn't really have anything to do with the draft. So it wasn't as if the draft went poorly, and so therefore they fired him. Doug Whaley was already being basically factored out of the entire drafting process, and then they fired him promptly after the draft. They are right now interviewing to determine who is going to be the GM. Uh, they've got to interview Caroline Panthers assistant general manager Brandon Bean, as well as Brian Gain from the Houston Texans. So we'll have to see who gets that GM role and then the other issue again they only had six picks they picked three offense three defense they didn't even split there but the quarterback situation is up in the air as well so Tyrod Taylor apparently is not going to be handed the starting quarterback job but he's going to have to earn it now granted this is the status quo that every coach says when he comes you know they got to earn their spot yada 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 um but he's going to be battling up between Cardell Jones and the new draftee rookie, Nathan Peterman, um, as well as TJ Yates. But that's, that's not really part of the competition in theory. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I do think that Tyrod Taylor will be your guy. But because of this quarterback scenario, and again, they seem to not have trust in him, despite the fact that when you look statistically at the numbers that Tyrod Taylor put up last year, it was sound. It was fine. Yes. There's no reason for this freak out of what's going on here. So it makes me completely downgrade every single player that is on this team because if you don't have the confidence in your quarterback and you're not going to commit to a quarterback that put up decent numbers, I don't know what you're going to do with the rest of your offense. I really don't. I, I It just doesn't make sense to me. The only thing that makes sense to me is that the fact that they are looking at tight end Gary Barnage who could be a really interesting fit here, but you've got him and you've got Charles Clay to do some two tight end sets. Depending on the quarterback situation, strong tight ends do help because you got that easy dump off and the fact that you got well, two big tight ends that can block and can catch. And Charles Clay has some injury issues, like everybody yeah. else on the Bills. So this will be good. This will be good. It will, it will be good. So granted, it hasn't been signed it happens. yet, but it, it happens. I think it would be good. They did not... Uh, pick up the fifth year option for Sammy Watkins, which leads us to the other draft pick, which was Zay Jones wide receiver that got him in the second round. Um, I'm just not super excited about him. Um, he just, 
he's six two. He was ranked among the top wideouts uh, during certain elements of the combine. So he had a strong combine when it comes to the shuttle runs, broad jump, and such. Um, I just, I don't know, Courtney. He's, his, his routes don't wow me by any nature. And again, it's just, I'm just Debbie Downer on this whole team because of really the whole lack of committing to the quarterback. So to me, this was just an okay draft. And then they drafted a guard as well to shore up that line a little bit. But again, not a whole lot of fantasy relevance here until we see the quarterback that they decide to go with and how this team gels. You know, the Bills didn't have any wide receivers last year either. They don't, so. I know, but they didn't really address that this year. They so picked up one wide receiver. Status quo. You know, just going, They're just sticking to it. All right, the New York Jets. Uh, there's no doubt that the Jets needed a lot to be competitive in the league this year. Um, you would have thought that this team with no quarterback would have drafted a quarterback, but that was not the case, you know? my friends. Don't let that fool you. The Jets are not that smart. Um, unlike most teams, the Jets did pick best player available, and I do love that. It was very clear that people were picking players that they wanted, not the best player on the board. And I don't like that. Pick the best player on the board. You know, I mean, well, I think Jets, if you've got what does it matter? You need so much. Just pick a pick that's the what best. I was to say. They needed everything. So you just got to yeah. pick the best. If you've got a team that are, is pretty shored up in some positions, then you're going to pick the best player in the position that you need to fill that hole. But with the Jets, they need everything. They need everything. So you got to pick yeah. the best player. Yeah, they got five new guys on the defense, including two safeties with their first two picks and two cornerbacks with their last two picks. I wish they would have gotten a cornerback a little bit earlier, but that's okay. Uh, that's good that they're stocking up in, on their defense. In the middle of the draft, the Jets got two wide receivers, a tight end, and a running back. Out of those, I'm the most excited about the tight end. Again, this is a tight end 2017 draft season, um, but Jordan Leggett, Great name. Maybe. Um, that went, um, they went straight to the top of the depth chart. Uh, the Jets is a team that doesn't have wide, uh, tight end. So he's automatically there. So whichever quarterback that they end up with, they're most likely going to be using the tight end because they're not super experienced, great quarterbacks. So the get might be legit on your team this season. So keep an eye on him. Um, it is the Jets. So you just got to be buyers beware um the running back might be fine but he's gonna be behind a couple guys as we already know so i'm not like super invested in, in him at all so we'll see we'll see the wide receivers is interesting we got a couple good um couple good guys but we got that's like the only position that they actually have a couple players in yeah so we'll see if a noon walk comes back this season i hope so I liked Nunois. He had moments of real Yeah, just be more consistent. Yeah, consistency. But it's the Jets. It's not what you get from the Jets. That's Come true. on. It's only so much you can ask for. That's right. <laughs> that's right. They got Decker. Um, that's about it. Well, that's it for our show. That is our draft wrap-up show. Happy May. Happy Cinco de Mayo in a couple days. Enjoy yourself. Be safe. No drinking and driving, please. Um, also, thanks again to our sponsor, HelloFresh. Again, for $30 off your first week of deliveries, visit HelloFresh.com and enter HerFFB30 at checkout. Again, the promo code is HerFFB30. You'll get the $30 off your first 
week. Mm -hmm. So wonderful, wonderful. Um, we'll be back here shortly in a couple weeks to talk more football. It's never too early to start thinking about fantasy people. Fantasy football is all season, every season. So uh, you can just keep going. Just keep going. It might be spring, but it's it's fall somewhere. No, that doesn't work. No, it's not really. Well, no, no not five o'clock. No. It's five o'clock <laughs> somewhere. It doesn't really work with seasons, but you get my point. You get my point. You can always study for fantasy football. Ask my husband. He's been doing his mock drafts. Like clockwork every day, every position of the draft, you know, there's never, too, it's never too soon to start. <laughs> All right, you guys, that is the end of our show. We will talk to you soon. Keep it real. And remember, no more faking it.